This episode of Linux Plus Coffee is made entirely possible by DigitalOcean, Bitwarden, and 96 amazing patrons. Welcome back to your third cup of Linux Plus Coffee. My name is Jason Evangelo, and I am joined, as always, with newest L4E team member, Shickle. How you doing, man? Hello, hello. I am doing fantastic. Excellent. It's four in the morning, and I could not be better. <laughs> uh, the joys of Jitsi and time zones and, and yeah. uh, COVID-19. I, I, it's, uh, it's one o'clock in the afternoon here. I have already edited and pushed out Linux for Everyone number 40, had breakfast, yes. had three cups of coffee, and now we're going to record a long overdue episode of <laughs> Linux Plus Coffee. I, I apologize for that. That is completely my bad. Uh, but sometimes... Life and Legionnaire's disease gets in the way, but it's all good now. So how, how have you been, man? I mean, we've, of course, we've talked on Telegram and, and, you know, everywhere else. And you've done a couple videos now for the channel. Yeah. You know, I've, I think I've been making progress in my life in general. I recently decided to create and set up like a little studio area in my room. So that way I have a little place to sit down and work at. I, nice. I will be getting rid of these, these 70s authentic. No, drinks. I don't know. That's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like your, your stamp, your signature. You know, maybe I'll have but... them like up on the wall in the background, like an homage. Yeah. What about you? Have, have you um, been recovering? When I got out of the hospital, we stayed we stayed here in Zagreb for about a week, a week or two, week and a half, and um, and then my wife was like, you know, you should really get some sea air. It's good for the lungs. And um, at that point, like I was, you know, walking one flight of stairs and just exhausted. Like, do some dishes, uh, you know, take the dog out for just a quick walk around the block, and I was wiped out. And Ooh. we spent probably, as as regular viewers of uh, Library and YouTube probably know by now, um, the channel the channel temporarily got changed to uh, Croatia for everyone because <laughs> every video had like some scenery from um, the Istrian region where I was at uh, in Premantura, Croatia. So, long story short, we were at the sea for about five weeks. Wow. And when I got there, I was I was kind of a mess, you know. And when I came back, I had been like I, I there was one day that we hiked like more than ten kilometers, plus went swimming, plus you know walked to the sea, plus I, I mean I feel I feel a million times better now. Oh. And I don't know if I can if I should chalk that up to the sea or just time, <laughs> uh, time and positivity and exercise maybe, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing really well. I'm feeling great and I am really looking forward to jumping back into Linux for everyone like heck yeah. Beyond full time. Yeah, well, Other I mean, that, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. And it's good to be back doing this with you, man. I've really missed just these casual chats. So, I don't think we had any uh, outstanding topics or or things to kind of bring back into this episode from our last one. But we did promise to actually put more coffee talk into Linux plus yes. coffee. Uh, and I promised you guys a little bit of my experience with coffee culture in Croatia and, and by extension, Eastern Europe. A lot of people have asked, uh, what's it like living there? What are some of the differences? And to me, this is, this is one of the biggest differences is coffee. And 
that's a big deal to me because coffee is something that I have way too many times per day. And uh, it's kind of a big part of my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this, Shickle. When you go out to get a coffee. Yes. Okay. In Arizona. I'm already which I, scared. Which I think. <laughs> <laughs> it, like you can, you can name or not name where you go. It, I, I don't care. But when you go out to get a cup of coffee anywhere in your city, what is that experience like? There's two, I think, major places that I go. And the first is when I'm just kind of super casual in a pinch. I just want to taste something bitter. And that's usually Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with you on the bitter part. Yes. Your burnt, um, then, burnt $4 coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mm. can you can taste every burnt bean. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Howard. Delicious. <laughs> Yeah, scenario two, typically, we have a little place here called Blackheart Coffee, and they get coffee from Brazil, I believe. Oh. And at least that's the only one that I've tried so far, because I'm afraid to try something and be disappointed, so I've only stuck to one thing. And honestly, every time I drink it, I feel so at peace with everything. It just It's almost <laughs> like sitting down in like a really, really cool like Japanese place and getting like authentic tea served to you. Oh. Like it's that kind of feeling. And like taking off your shoes and crossing yes. your legs and having the cushions the, and right. The whole thing, just the taste. It just, mm. Mm, wow. my whole body is just relaxed. And I don't really think there's any other drink I've had that with. Is this specifically just coffee or is it some kind of espresso based drink? I honestly have no idea. I don't, <laughs> I, I really like drip, don't black drip coffee or like a latte or as it's black drip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That, so it's just, definitely. it's coffee, right? It's Kava in Croatian. K A V A. Oh, that's cool. Um, so how much does that cost you? About $7. What? <laughs> 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 What? Yeah. Uh, oh. God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this this is what I what I have observed in oh. in the forty one man. I shouldn't give away my age like that, but <laughs> the forty one years that I lived in America is that everybody loves coffee, but no one appreciates it. Right? No one takes the time to appreciate it. It's always go go go. You know, walk in the door, uh, get annoyed that there's a line, stand in line. Place your order. Go stand in another line and wait for your coffee to be delivered to you in a in a paper cup so that you can leave and get on with your day. And I resemble that remark. And you <laughs> and you pay like anywhere from probably three dollars to seven dollars for that experience. Yeah. What shocked me when I moved to Croatia is that for starters, the pace, the whole pace of life is just way slower. There are first. There's no Starbucks here. There's no big chains here. They're always like neighborhood-run coffee shops, right? And every block has like ten coffee shops. You cannot, you cannot. I, I'm going to say literally, and I don't abuse that word. You literally cannot walk sixty seconds in this city without crossing a coffee shop. Oh, and wow. and they're called cafe bars. Uh, they're not just cafes. They're cafe bars because. When a Croatian asks you to go out for coffee, that, that can just be a beverage, right? You can go out for coffee and, and come home drunk. 
That's just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of different, uh, I don't know all the words by heart, but one of the most popular coffee drinks here when you go out to a cafe bar is, you know, cappuccino, which I'm sure everybody in America knows. Everybody yeah. in the world knows cappuccino. <laughs> coffee with milk, which is going to be like a, um, a pulled espresso shot or two pulled espresso shots with just some cold milk added for, for cream, right? Speaking of milk, there is no, like you get coffee with milk, okay? Yeah. You don't get coffee with skim milk, coconut milk, soy milk, almond milk. <laughs> There's too many fat milk, milk right? It's milk. It's yeah. milk. It's full fat. Deal with it. Oh, I appreciate it. that. So I will order a cappuccino, and I would say average price for cappuccino here, nine kunas, which is about a dollar forty. Oh wow! <laughs> Not only that, but like you go into these cafe bars and you don't go up to a register you just sit if even if that's all you're going to spend so you can order what you want they will come to you they will bring it to you in a nice you know ceramic mug you'll sometimes get like a little cracker a little cookie on the side and a, <laughs> and a glass of water I, i've been here like two and a half years no one has ever brought me a bill right you always have to ask hey i'm ready to leave can i get the bill it's, wow. it, and that is, I think, a reflection of how much slower paced life is here, you know, because he, it, coffee shops in, in America, restaurants in America, you're either paying up front or like five, 10 minutes into whatever you're doing. Like, here's the bill. Can't wait to get rid of yeah. you. We can get the next person in here. Uh, wow, that's so incredible. It's, yeah, it's just uh, it's so refreshing. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, so like, do you have any questions? Honestly, you had me at glass of water because they charge you for that, too, here. I know. I know. And that's so nice because, yes, of course, I'm going to be thirsty after I drink my cappuccino, right? Yeah. Wow. And then the little, like, just the courtesy of not not pressuring you to, to leave right away either. Or here, worry about paying first instead of enjoying it. I mean, there's so few places here that do that. And, I mean, none of them are, are casual places either. The only places I think you can actually have that kind of experience here are, like, top-of-the-line high-class restaurants. And like, obviously, that's not even that's just ridiculous. That's, you know, you're expecting to pay at least $100 for a meal to get that kind of experience where you're not pressured. So the fact indeed. that that, that indeed is commonplace is mind blowing to me. That's incredible. Uh, one of the other interesting things is that um, you can smoke in all of these cafe bars. So if you're a smoker, that's a very, very Eastern European thing, right? It's wow. not it's not a taboo type of thing as, as it is in America. Impressive. Now, I enjoyed that um, when I was a smoker. I'm not anymore. I Understandable, quit, I quit definitely. Recently. But uh, that's one, you know, that's one interesting little detail. It's less about the coffee than it is about the experience, I think. The shared oh. experience, maybe. Flavor profiles, that's an interesting one because there's, there's, in my experience, right, there seem to be only two or three uh, espresso bean brands that, that, cafes use here it's pretty consistent if you go to a busier cafe bar i've noticed that those are sometimes better because if you go to a slow one like out in the middle of nowhere maybe they're um if you're a real coffee snob like me you can tell that their beans might be a little stale ah. like they they were ground maybe a couple days ago or something yep. or or whatever and, and you can just tell the difference but um for the most part it's really consistent 
you know, there's no caramel frappuccinos. There's no mm. uh, vanilla lattes. It's just very basic. And there are some specialty, uh, specialty coffee shops that are, that are very much American influence, which I also like. I, there's one here called Cogito. And um, oh. they have the best beans. They're a roaster also. But they have like the very American inspired drinks. Like they'll have their white mochas and the chai lattes and, you know, specialty stuff like that. So you can kind of get whatever you want. But the, the default coffee experience here, it's, it's cheap and it's leisurely and it's good. I like that. It's, yeah. That's incredible, especially because the experience is part of it. I mean, I think coffee here is so tied to just being a like a startup or like a kickstart that people don't really yeah, yeah, yeah. value it. Right. They just value the effect. They're like, oh, hype me up, hype me up. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, though. I It's not even really coffee. At this point, it's just a dessert. But we at Starbucks <laughs> here, we have this thing called the Caramel Ribbon frappuccino crunch or something what like that. The f- okay when i worked at starbucks right there was a caramel <laughs> frappuccino that's it there was none of this like oh, we're gonna add yeah. cookies and turn it into a milkshake oh, yeah. type of thing they went crazy with it there's little like caramelized like sugars that get sprinkled into it what? with caramel drizzle and like whipped cream it's it's absolute madness that but, is oh it's so good that does sound good but that is also how you get the diabetes Oh, I, yeah. I don't even want to know how much sugar's in there. I just pretend that I don't. I don't. <laughs> Man. This episode of Linux for Everyone is sponsored in part by Bitwarden. One thing we can do to protect ourselves online is having a unique password for every online account that we have. Bitwarden not only helps you keep track of all the passwords that you probably have, it also includes a random password generator. You can set the length of special characters and so much more. Better yet, it is open source, it receives third-party security auditing, and you can get started for free by going to bitwarden.com DLN. If you want some of their premium features like a gigabyte of file storage, vault health reports, or just to support the project, it starts at only $10 per year. Jump on over to bitwarden.com slash DLN to get started with your free account. And thanks a ton to Bitwarden for sponsoring Linux for Everyone and the entire Destination Linux network. So let's move into the concept of a cloud operating system. Would that be would that be accurate to to define cloud ready? I don't think there's a better term. Cloud based <laughs> Linux operating system? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Until you started playing around with it, and you've been playing around with so much lately that you remind me kind of of my uh my first like six months with Linux where I was just like, <laughs> Give me everything. You I hadn't heard of cloud ready until you started messing around with it. Why don't you just tell everybody what the heck this is? <laughs> so CloudReady is an operating system based on something called Chromium OS. And the basic core of that is Chrome OS, what runs on Chromebooks. It's mostly a web browser that runs on the Linux kernel. And everything that you do is typically stemmed from the browser. So your apps that you have are either extensions or they're web apps. And there's not really a focus on on-device processing power. The benefit of these kinds of things is that because they're web-based, you don't have large internal drives. You don't have a massive requirement for CPU power. 
uh, or even for like large RAM amounts, because you're not necessarily keeping these things on your device. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Cloud Ready intends to make things like Chromium OS more accessible and installable on normal hardware. Because typically you would have to build Chromium OS yourself from source, and that's not fun. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I think what really caught my attention with this is that I was looking for ways to just push people's buttons. <laughs> you? Come on. <laughs> and what better way than to find a fully web-based operating system based on Linux? turns out a lot of people use it because it's it's actually really effective in in educational environments in in a lot of business environments and cloud ready in particular is different from chrome os because it doesn't actually run full-fledged chrome os and it doesn't have the play store so you do make a little mm. bit of a sacrifice for that convenience, mm-hmm. and uh, but you are granted developer mode out of the box. You can open up a terminal, and you can even enable Linux apps inside of Cloud Ready. So you do have some flexibility there. And when you say enable Linux apps, are we talking about in a WSL type of fashion, or are we talking full fat GUI Linux apps? A little bit of both. Okay. So. It's really weird because it, to enable it, it's really easy. Actually, you just click on the, the little button in the settings. It says turn on. It sets mm-hmm. it up, but it launches it in a virtualized environment. Oh, okay. That okay. is not separate from your desktop. So essentially, when you type into your main search menu, you can actually see items that you've installed in the Linux VM in your host OS and launch them as if they were native apps. So it's pretty seamless. It's, it's kind it's of transparent, right? Honestly, incredibly impressive. I think huh. the only downfall is the slight performance hit, especially with graphical applications like games or anything like that. So the latency factor, right? Yeah. Okay. But okay. everything else is, I was not expecting it to be so clean. It wasn't, I mean, didn't you actually uh, produce a video for the channel using Cloud Ready? I did. I've actually made three videos total so far using mm-hmm. just Cloud Ready, which I think has, has been fairly impressive because that was a huge hurdle for me is how do I, I don't have OBS. I don't have Audacity. Oh, I don't have. You didn't do. So what software do you use in that case? So to capture yourself to capture apps to edit. The wonders of Chrome, all hail Google. There's <laughs> <laughs> extensions that can actually use the screen sharing functionality of Chrome and feed that back into a a video feed that can be piped into a file. So essentially the share your desktop or the cast function can basically be fed to a file just like any other screen recorder. The trick is finding one that's good and not riddled with ads. Um, Uh, Okay. The downside of everything being web-based is that you can cram all kinds of random crap into things because it's the only option, right? It's people are clicking on it. Can you run any of these apps locally? Is that even an option to to yes. run them on your actual hardware versus virtualized in the cloud? That is a really good question. And it's one of the 
pain points, I think, both in the perception and a little bit in the reality of Chromium OS or Cloud Ready right now. Mm -hmm. And it's that some things do run just locally and other things don't. And sometimes there's not really a clear differentiating factor or signal that tells you whether it's capable of doing that or whether it actually does work uh, until you're there testing it. Mm-hmm. There's a flag in the Chrome Web Store that says works offline. I can guarantee you that works offline does not mean that it will be offline. Um, it's just like if you happen to unplug your Ethernet cable, then it will fall back to offline mode. Okay. Where okay. I think preferably some things you would just want always offline. What about gaming? Did you try gaming at all? On Cloud Ready, unfortunately, without the Play Store, you'll be lacking access to maybe some Android apps. There are some really good mobile games that scale up to like a tablet or desktop mode quite impressively. Like Asphalt? Yeah, Asphalt. I That game's a blast. I love that, that game. It's so fun i like i'm almost mad that i enjoy it so much because like I, it's just so good it sucks me in yep um that being said you do have the option of installing things via linux in the vm however because it's in the vm you'll have those graphical issues okay so okay. the primary thing you're going to be probably looking at is there are a lot of Chrome extensions or Chrome apps that are actually in browser games. Um, browsers just run so much these days that like it's it's hard not to find something that can be made into a browser. Uh, Stadia is probably the best experience and option, unless you've got... I didn't even um, think about Stadia being an option for that. Yeah. And I... Huh. So the laptop that I, I have currently... That's um, the... Because uh, I'm the actually... The Waiting for right? one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um it handled it beautifully because it's like an i7 10th gen processor. Sure. However, I have an actual Chromebook that was sub $300 with some kind of weird dual core super low power processor in it, 768p screen. Uh obviously not getting top marks, right? It's 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 a cheap laptop, but with Stadia all of that is really offloaded to the cloud. None mm. of the processing is really being done. All you got to do is push the pixels and and suck the internet from the the, the tubes. And <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy crap! That's what am I saying? <laughs> so my question for you: Yes, I have an Asus E two hundred three M. Now this is a very cheap, like this is a sub two hundred and fifty dollar. Um, 11 inch, you know, class notebook with a dual core processor and, and four gigs of Ram and like a 32 gigabyte EMMC flash. Um, I got this to do a comparison of windows 10 because of course they foolishly load windows 10 on here (laughs) and it's a dog as you would imagine. And uh, I currently has peppermint OS, which, which runs like a dream and gives this sucker like nine hours of battery life. In your experience with something like Cloud Ready, do you think that for most consumers, not people like us who are power users or content producers, but like your average PC user, could they buy a cheapy laptop like this and have an enjoyable, responsive experience? I genuinely believe so. And I believe that for two reasons. 
the first is because I, I've just seen so much of everything move to web-based stuff. I've been using computers since I was a kid, and, and granted, I'm not very old, um, but, you know, we started with, with, you know, floppy disks and Windows 98. I actually had Windows 95 at one point. So that wasn't really a concept at that point. And then I went through the era of Flash games, where that was the reality of playing games in the browser. Like, that was a huge step. That mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, now we can play games at school. <laughs> nice. That's, that's that's the peak right there. Um, and now we can load pretty much everything from from chat clients in. We can manage uh, entire arrays of computers from a single page in a browser. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy how yeah. much of the world runs on a browser now. Yeah, I mean, and and docs can be edited on the browser. They save automatically. You ed- as we as we kind of alluded to earlier, but I didn't specifically call it out. You edited, yes, the Bash Top video. Was it Bash Top? It was Bash Top, as well as my. It's just a Chromebook video. My channel intro for Shickle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have edited multiple videos using Cloud Ready over the web still i'm still not fully understanding it because it's i yeah i'm still impressed (laughs) um and so i think that not only experiencing that and realizing just how much can probably be solved on the web Hmm. i think what really got me as well is that i've put it on a variety of machines everything from my desktop which is ridiculous and nobody should do that because that's actually probably borderline dumb (laughs) but um, to really low-end laptops, similar to what you have there, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of like a, an HP stream. It is very, device, very, right? very similar to an HP stream. Yeah, same right. same price range, same uh, same market. Yeah. yeah, and it just it flies, especially in comparison to Windows. Now, I will give Windows a lot of praise. Considering what it does, it scales admirably. I... It is a full-fledged operating system that runs on, like, hundreds of thousands of different device configurations. I gotta give it props. The fact that it can even run blows my mind. I can't believe we didn't... I didn't ask you this already, but how's it look? You know what? It's kind of like they got rid of the concept of, like, top panels that you might see on macOS. Okay. Somewhat kept the idea of a taskbar with Windows. So you've got your launcher on the left. Mm-hmm. In the middle is where you have your apps, so it's like a dock. Oh, okay. And you can pin things, remove them from there, do right, all kinds of right. stuff like that. And then on the right is all your notifications, and they'll be in a little system tray. And it, feels it sounds similar. clean. Yeah, yeah, it's it sounds incredibly very clean. Incredibly simple. And the the app menu slides up from the bottom if you want a full screen app menu. Unlike Windows, where Cortana is probably the most useless assistant you could have, Google Assistant is probably best in class. It, it, it's probably, it really is its own class. There's nothing else that really steps to Google Assistant in the flexibility of the types of responses it can give you. Hmm. And having it integrated in your system is unrealistic almost it just it's capable of understanding what you want so well if it's a setting in your on your device it just seems to know that you're looking for that and takes you there or if it's a search on the web it just does it 
That's and if what... you ask for the time, it doesn't bother opening up Edge to show you the time in Bing. So <laughs> just taking digs at Cortana now. Um, it just tells you in the search bar. Rather than opening up an app for information it could give you right then and there. It's just so clean and simple. And I think these things is is what makes it appealing to the general public. Well, of I course, this, because they're already yeah. used to that on their phone. Exactly. Or with their Google speakers or their Amazon Echoes or, yeah. you know, whatever. Why? But my question is, why is that not a thing, a standard on the Linux desktop by now? Is it because nobody wants to use Google? But the, okay, if that's yeah. the argument, then why hasn't uh, why don't we see Mycroft AI further? Nobody and, wants and to give their data to anyone else. No one. I don't care. I have nothing. I don't either. Like I'm, I'm not ashamed of my data. You know what? I'm that pragmatic guy who's like, have my data. I really don't care. Am I getting value in return? And are you yep. abusing that data? That those are the only yeah. two things I care about. Let me let me kind of uh, show you my level of I don't care in two ways. Alexa, good morning. Alexa, stop. Example number two. Okay, Google. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but that's in I my bathroom. No, I couldn't hear that right now. I have six of them in my house. I have five Alexas. I have three Cortanas Dude, and two HomePods. You, you might have a problem. I have a very big problem. Wow. But the way I see it do is... They all argue, do they argue with each other when you're not around? Oh, I, mean, I wish they... I could never get that to work. <laughs> I was so hoping that I could get them to talk to each other. But it's like as soon as those videos went viral... <laughs> oh, man. It, they patched it or something. But Oh, man. darn. Yeah. This episode of Linux Plus Coffee is also sponsored by DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean offers the simplest, most developer-friendly cloud platform. It's optimized to make managing and scaling apps easy with an intuitive API, multiple storage options, integrated firewalls, load balancers, and a lot more. They also recently announced some new features and services like virtual private cloud in all regions free of charge. And they've also added new quick install droplets like Jitsi and Minecraft servers. You can get all this plus access to their world-class customer support for as low as $5 per month. You can get started on DigitalOcean for free with a $100 credit on top of that by going to do.co slash dln. And you can use that $100 credit for spinning up over a dozen droplets or just some monster size ones for a couple months. Again, get started on DigitalOcean with a $100 credit by going to do.co slash DLN. Thanks again to DigitalOcean for sponsoring the entire Destination Linux network. Okay, all of those like philosophical uh, privacy, uh, you know, arguments aside, I want to see assistance on the Linux desktop, yeah. not just for selfish reasons, but for accessibility reasons. Absolutely. Why don't we have that? We have a huge accessibility problem. And honestly, there are solutions. It's just that and it's not that we don't have the technology either. It's just our willingness to implement that technology, support it and use it. I have a couple machines that I'd be really interested to try this on. And what is the hardware compatibility? 
like for cloud ready surprisingly flexible i so there are other projects out there and i will give props to the brunch project and i had somebody Mm. try and convert me to this a while back but um uh, brunch is more close to chrome os because it will actually load the chrome os recovery images and kind of like Mm. uh shim them onto an actual uh usable image Okay. Uh, the difficulty with those things is that hardware support is not really there because they're using like actual Chrome OS images. Whereas with Cloud Ready, they can build it with support for anything that Linux kernel supports, which includes my desktop hardware, my AMD graphics card, which is nice. barely even supported on normal Linux distributions sometimes. So. Oh, it must be uh 5700 XT. Yep. That's yeah, the how'd one. I know? How'd I know? Yep. Yeah, that's why uh, mine is sitting in a closet right now. <laughs> yeah. It's really sad because it is sad. It, it's decent hardware. It's just no, it's it, fantastic hardware. It's struggled with the drivers. Anyway, it's a bummer. Definitely. But it's pretty flexible. Um Intel is typically probably one of the best bets just because that's mm-hmm. about as standard as it gets. Um once I don't believe it supports Nvidia at all or it might only support older nvidia cards okay and that's probably purely just because like it's not really a thing that can be enabled in the linux kernel just because it's not part of it um no the nouveau Nouveau driver though i think the nouveau one which is probably why it works for older cards but not newer cards okay it's just because yeah it just won't load properly with with newer cards but um it is possible it's just Hmm. It's very finicky, so like I wouldn't even place a bet on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my uh, my little Asus 11 uh, inch laptop. Yeah, and see it. I recommend it, and I'm not even just saying that because I really like it. I'm I'm saying that just because like I learned a lot from this experience, and I was very impressed with what I was able to do with it. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is just the perspective shift is is just learning how to do things from a way that seems like it's harder to do because i'm used to something else but when i look at it yeah there's so there's so much less in the way of me and the results and even though there's a level of trust that you have to add to to get to that point because you have to be able to trust the people serving you the data which is google you know like Mm -hmm. you're relying on them it really does clean things up a lot and i think that that's what really makes it appealing for normal people is is that it's just about the task it's not about your operating system it's about having a thing to do it's about the apps yes and that's what that's what people want at the end of the day they want their apps in 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 an easy approachable way and i'm talking now granted you know listeners viewers you're probably not the target audience that i'm describing i i would imagine then do you even have to deal with updates or do those it's, just happen? They just happen. Yeah. They just happen um, and it's, it's in the background or, or not even visible at all. And you can manually check running for on... stuff and you can hit the refresh button and just keep spamming it. But uh, for the most part, you just leave it be. And hmm. typically, Cloud Ready runs about one version behind on average of official Chrome OS. Okay. And that's mostly just because they're, they're rolling their own. They're not as big as Google is. Um, <laughs> And also, uh, they also have other hardware to work with and enable right. because they're not just working with official images. I apologize if I sound ignorant here, but I haven't actually used Chrome OS 
since the original Google Pixel notebook came out, which was probably oh. like eight, nine years My ago. My condolences. Um, <laughs> so I, I really haven't experienced Chrome mm. OS at all. Yeah. At all in recent times. <laughs> I barely just started playing around with it again. I mean, it's been ages for me and it's uh it's a it's a very different experience and I, I think it's just the maturity of it that that has changed a lot of how it works. Hmm. Well, so if you guys want to give this a try, hmm. uh, we'll have all the relevant links in the show notes as well as the description for this video on uh, on YouTube and also on library. That's right. Linux for everyone's also on lbry.tv, so you can look for us there as well if you don't like the whole uh, you know Google overlord thing yeah. in your browser we need to make a cheer for for lbry like, it does sound cheerable doesn't it l really does kind of rhyme with y but yeah um down lbry use it or we're gonna die i don't know i want to add one more thing to this though all right do it all right so i went a little crazy with the chrome os stuff and the Chromium OS stuff. And I may or may not have bought a Chromebook. I ended up getting the Pixelbook Go, Ooh. which is Google's current flagship. Okay. How much and did I that have, cost? It, well, I got the, the next step up from the base model, and that total came about $750. Okay. And I think some of the biggest advantages of it is that because it's a flagship, it's getting that attention to build quality and material mm. that Google is going to provide. It's like barely two pounds light. Like I can pick it up with my two fingers, like a pinch and just flap it around. It's super duper light. Um, almost like the LG gram and it's made of magnesium. Nice. But it is so incredibly rigid. Like I cannot physically bend it at all. Like what I'm about the best screen? Time. Does it have any screen flex? It does not. It, it like you have to that's a beautiful really thing. push it and like that i was in best buy thing. trying to break this laptop and i could not oh you must be best buy's best friend oh yeah they love me i, re I remember installing uh, ubuntu on their surface studio about a week after they got it yeah oh but that can't beat um <laughs> if you have not yet seen uh, my interview with ryan sipes <laughs> of mozilla thunderbird he shared his linux origin story and oh. let's just say, like, you need to watch that. It's at the front of the episode. You don't have to watch the whole interview if you don't want to. It's in, like, the first four minutes. You have to see that. Jason He's had a card funny. up here. Uh, what he did to his school, let's just leave it at that. You, you really have to, you have to check that out. It's hilarious. So, Shickle, what I'm hearing from you is that a completely free cloud-based operating system inspired you to spend $750 on a Google laptop. I guess it wasn't so free, was it? <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat with uh Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um I have a, a master account on Steam. So, I downloaded the game, right? It doesn't cost me anything. But now I'm ready to spend like $300 on a uh, HOTAS, you know, hands-on throttle and stick with like a, you know, rudder and pedals. And like, <laughs> I'm ready to just turn this entire desk into my flight simulator cockpit. That's, oh, that's how that much I'm so loving that game. so wicked. 
it's so relaxing. It's like one of the yeah. most relaxing experiences after you learn how to land. It's relaxing after that. That's, I think that's going to do it for Linux plus coffee. Yeah. Episode three. Raise your mug and get ready for elementary 6.0. It's going to rock your socks oh, off. Oh, yes. It is going to rock it's your socks so off. so good. If you want to keep up with us on Twitter, Telegram, Discord, we'll have all the links to join the community uh, in the show notes in the description for this video, as well as some uh, links for Shickles, many, many different <laughs> uh, social profiles out there. Well, Shickle, it's been a blast. Boy, um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Leave a comment. I don't. I have no idea what you guys would possibly comment about this episode. There's probably more than enough to make fun of or um, disagree with. So help yeah. yourself to the comments section or uh, reach out to us on Twitter and let us know what you thought about the episode. Yeah. And uh, that's going to do it for us. This is the longest goodbye ever. My name's Jason. <laughs> on behalf of Shickle and the entire Linux for Everyone team, you guys take care. Take care of each other and drink some good coffee. So, do you know what Laffy Taffy is? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, they make Laffy Taffies now that are, like, this big. It's like an 8-inch bar, right? Wow. So, I was talking about it in the Telegram group about how I bought one. I was like, oh, man. And then I underestimated how much it was. <laughs> and somebody asked me what Taffy was. And then I realized I had been eating this thing all my life without actually knowing what I was eating. <laughs> I know in, in Pismo, California, Pismo Beach, California, or Morrow Bay, maybe. Anyway, there's these saltwater taffy companies. Oh, They're called saltwater yes. taffy. So and uh, it's a candy, obviously. But yeah, what's in it? I don't know. Sugar? Saltwater? Yeah. <laughs> I just eat it. I don't even. Yeah, it could be glue. Who knows? Also related to saltwater taffy or la related to related to Laffy Taffy. I have to tell you, I also enjoy a good airhead or a good yes. Abba Zabba. <sighs> Abba Zabba yes. is the best. It's hard to find Abba Zabba for some reason right now. Like, it's just not in stores. And I don't know if it's just, like, I'll, I'll go to a store sometimes and they'll have it on the shelf at, like, the, the cashier, maybe, like, once in a blue moon. But never else can I find it. And it's it's ridiculous. But... You know what? My wife can never see this episode. <laughs> because I will not I will not hear the end of, like, a mid-40s person. Uh, me being in my mid-40s. Talking about airheads, Laffy Taffy, and Abba Zabba. I, okay, this this isn't really even important, but like crabs are like the spiders of the sea. Yeah, in, yes. in my eyes. Yes. So lobsters must be scorpions, right?